And good morning, everyone from a soggy Pennsylvania this morning. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Pam. And, and ha- I, I just wanted to say happy, happy, happy Saturday to all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot believe we're in the middle of March. This is kind of insane. And mm-hmm. I, 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 I got caught on reading uh, Black Lab Ladies uh comment uh, that's why I got a little distracted there mm-hmm. she also um, is in a wet situation she says hello from a very wet and windy coast of Maine this morning mm-hmm. hope you are all well yes okay. well we are here um, in cent- south central Pennsylvania which I know is not I'm not too far from Ashley mm-hmm. uh, we, we have a forecast of four to six inches of snow um, coming our way mm-hmm. um, we're probably about two inches in I'm not sure if it's going to uh, continue that pace, but we are supposed to have a couple more hours of snow before the temperature can, drops and gets bitterly cold and mm-hmm. high winds. So we're in for a bit of a storm today. I'm hopeful all the connectivity continues. Um, and I see Betty is wishing everyone a happy belated happy International Blake. Women's mm-hmm. Day. We're, it's, uh, we're, we're here with, uh, right now we're rain, but it's supposed to switch over. I'm not sure how much we're going to get yet though, but I know that this mm-hmm. storm came all the way up the, from, from Louisiana even. So Brenda and everybody and, uh, Annette. <laughs> yes. Sending mm-hmm. the, coming up through, uh, I know it covered a lot of the country. Um, yeah. and now it's kind of having the big finish, I think in the Northeast, Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, as Betty says, winter doesn't want to leave. No, it doesn't. Well, we're still in winter. I mean, this is still allowable. It hasn't been the last day of frost, but... No, yeah. and, and as I mentioned to Leslie before we started, I said, you know, was a, I don't know how many years ago it was, but I remember a snowstorm around here that was so bad that I got... And I was living in New York at the time. I got stuck at my sister's house for an extra night. Cause I couldn't mm. get out of her street cause there was so much snow and it was St. Patrick's oh my Day gosh. weekend. Mm-hmm. So we've got so all kinds of fun stuff going. It's consistent. Uh, it's consistent with, that you know, is. the March, the March weather in like a lamb. Out like a lion. Actually it's in like a lion out like a lamb, well, but yeah, it, well, it, it switches back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, between some really cold winter weather and some beautiful spring days. Like yesterday was almost 60 degrees here yesterday in the sunshine and beautiful. Um, Yeah, Elena, it looks like in Maine, they're having the same kind of phenomena. They're going to have temperatures dropping later with mm -hmm. two to three inches of wet snow this evening. So everybody needs to stay safe in, in this part of the storm's path. Absolutely. And, uh, Lori also noted, um, and I'm glad you mentioned this for all of our listeners who um, are going to check the podcast out this weekend, um, in the U.S. anyway, can you believe we are already springing toward in time? Time is going way too fast. For, mm-hmm. for that reference is the daylight savings time is uh, this tonight. I believe the clocks turn back at 2 a.m. Yes, 2 a.m. And uh, so, 
you spring forward, so they actually don't go back, they go forward. Mm -hmm. So we, we're losing an hour this weekend. And Flora, I see, is uh, headed to Broward County, Florida, so she's driving, and so you be safe, and thank you for listening while you're driving. I've done that. <laughs> Betty will know, because on the Gable Series podcast, I, I've done that quite often. <laughs> right. You were always in the car driving up to New York or driving back from New York. Exactly. And I was usually cleaning or cooking listening to mm-hmm. the Gabriel's <laughs> fan the, the, Well, the only difference was you could stop and you could type a comment in. I was on the New Jersey Turnpike half the time. So you right, right. Anyway. I know. Yeah. I know. So we've and... got a big birthday coming up this week. We do, we do. Our one of our favorite characters, uh, yes. SR ever created, Acacia, Acacia is having, Santos, is having her birthday this week on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So we thought we'd have a little bit of a we, we dig into a little bit on uh, some of Acacia's birthday. We asked SR some questions mm-hmm. uh, about Acacia. Um, and we also are going to reflect a little bit um, on the selection of her birthday. St. Patrick's and, Day. And the fact it's on St. Patrick's Day. So we're mm-hmm. going to dig into a little bit of that as well. And yeah, Acacia is one of my favorite characters. Um, yes, she is. <laughs> as Betty says, Acacia, kick-ass kick ass Santos. Santos. <laughs> um, I think... Well, I guess we can talk a little bit now and then get into the news. Or should we get into the news first, well, we, Pam? We, 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 we can uh, start the news. Yeah, well, the let's news, start the news before was, I, I start opining. The New York Times uh, used to say all the news that's fit to print. That's right. It still yeah. does. It still does. Even if you don't want to read it, it's fit to print. <laughs> it is, unfortunately, sometimes. So the big news this week is the uh, trailer for Gabriel's Rapture Part 2. Yes. Debuted yesterday. yesterday. The best way to end your week. It is. And so SR says, I think it's brilliant, and I hope readers enjoy it. And also that if anybody out there who does not have a Passion Flix uh, subscription, if you sign up using the Promo code GRAPTURE2, the number two, uh, you'll receive a discount. And uh, the code is valid until April 11th. And SR does earn Actually a... Actually post, posting that in the chat. Okay. And he does earn a small commission from the use of the code, but it's it's not passed on to the readers. So, yes. um, And his... his also, like many of you, I've been grieved by the Russian invasion of Ukraine. I'm grieved on behalf of the Ukrainian people, and I'm also grieved on behalf of the Russian people. So please join me in praying for peace and in supporting the humanitarian efforts of organizations such as the Jose Andres World Central Kitchen, along with Catholic Relief Services and the Red Cross as they help refugees and those in need because of war. And, uh, you know, one thing is SR is very good at, at reminding us all of those things. And I, I've seen uh, Jose Andre uh, interviewed on numerous channels in the last couple of weeks. And he was mm-hmm. actually in a in a uh, place in, I, I can't pronounce it real well, Lviv? 
mm-hmm. in the Ukraine, which is close to the, the Polish border, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he, they have a kitchen set up for the people that are coming through there to get over to the other side. And, you know, how how he puts everything together and, you know, he can coordinate all this stuff and he's just just a fantastic human being on that regard. Um, he is amazing. And he's doing uh, that God's is work. one of the organizations SR does um, support. He, as you guys know, SR has um, always been very philanthropic, um, always uh, highlighting organizations that are doing really good work and helping people. And once again, that's, you know, SR is advocating for humanitarian efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, I did put that in the chat box as well. Cool. Some of the, uh, his message about the uh, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So, And uh, the Catholic Relief Services are an excellent organization, as are the Red Cross. And, can, uh, you know, with the Ukrainian right or, or the um, Byzantine right of the church, that's, you know, that's a, a, a continued continuation of the organization so I think it's just fantastic I mean I I went to my very first semester of college I went to a school called Manor Junior College and it was here in the Philadelphia area and it was run by the Ukrainian nuns of St. Basil the Great Mm. and they're just phenomenal people I mean it just another chapter for your book Pam this is one I didn't know the Ukrainian nuns were involved in that, that part of your life. Yep. And, uh, in fact, the, it was a very small college. I think that's why I mm-hmm. got the scholarship for it, because they wanted to attract people. Um, they they had, um, you had to take language mm-hmm. if, uh, while you were there, to take language. They, had, they offered French, Spanish... I think German and Ukrainian. And the French and the Spanish classes were geared towards people that had gone through a fuller immersion into Spanish and French than I had. Because you know, in, in our area, you, when you picked a language, you picked your language when you were a freshman in high school. And you either and you were required to take two years uh, per state regs but you could continue on for four years. Well, I took two years of each, so, yeah. <laughs> Betty just asked, Pam, have you ever had tea with the Pope? No, sorry. <laughs> Not at all. Did see him, though, when he was here in Philadelphia a couple of years ago for the family uh, convention as he drove by sitting on City Line Avenue. Um, but it was, uh, so Ukrainian was the only language that you could take that would be from the beginner standpoint. And I uh, didn't get through that very well because you also had to start learning Cyrillic alphabets. So mm-hmm. that was a lot to be immersed in. Anyway, um, the other thing is, is that SR is also doing a Lenten reading, uh, Surprised by Hope. Uh, it was written by N.T. Wright. He's the Bishop of Durham in England. He's a, on the Anglican tradition. And uh, we, you can get that book in through Amazon, and we have a link for that. Yep, I'll put that in. Okay. And it's not too late to read along with him. He, he did the uh, 
introduction in chapters one and two last week, and he's doing chapters three and four this week, and he's posting it out on his blog site. I've been reading it. It's it, it's going to be an interesting read, I believe, uh, for someone who is, uh, you know, searching for through their faith for different aspects of their faith. And well, I think. I think it doesn't, you know, I think it is a reflection on theology and a reflection on faith, right? So it's, oh, yeah. not, it, it, it's not limited. You don't have to have a Christian no, background not, or not perspective. It can be, you can have any faith and, and gain something from this. Uh, Absolutely. This um, it's, uh, you know, he, he, I did chat with, I did put something out on the, on his blog site. I'd really like to get a conversation started with this if we could, because I think, it would, you know, it would be, it, it's going to be interesting. I And just, you know, resurrection and the sight of hope at the end, I mean, there's a, there's a correlation there. So he's, yeah, I, I need to dig into that. I have not started reading yet. Maybe I can start on my plane ride <laughs> if I ever get my work done that I have to do before my <laughs> event on Monday. <laughs> right. So, um, but in any event, it, it's, uh, uh, you know, it was pretty much introductory from the chapters that I read. And I think it's going to be, going forward, it's going to be quite interesting to go through that. Mm -hmm. A Black Lab lady said she has to catch up. She downloaded the book, but needs to get started. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, you know, it's fine. You can join in at any time, obviously. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think the idea of having that conversation um, is a great one, Pam. And I think that's something SR would like to see, you know, mm -hmm. having people share ideas and their thoughts out on, um, his, his, his site. Um, and yeah, I, and I meant to do it earlier this week, but I, I was going to put that reflection that I put in the blog site out into the SR's Fox den. And, you know, I'm sure that he'd be fine having a conversation there with it. If, if you're interested about that. But he's going to be posting his reflections on the chapters. And then after Easter, he's going to do a chat. Or right before Easter, he's going to do a chat regarding the book. But not till after the premiere. So just right, enough for right, right. It's going to be Easter, um, American Easter this year, I believe, is April the 12th or 17th. I'm Something going like to. that. Because I think um, it is the is 17th. 40 days. Mm hmm it is the 17th, and the Orthodox Easter is one week after that, April okay. 24th, um, for the Orth the Orthodox mm -hmm. uh, believers. So, I, you know, just stay tuned. Sometime in April, yeah, he'll be, uh, he'll be, doing, he'll be doing that. And we've talked about having him on, possibly, to have a reflection mm -hmm. on um, on that book as well. Right. It's, it's a great way to get involved um, and I think it's a continuation of learning more about what makes us our tick, mm -hmm. right? And also mm -hmm. learning how these themes of faith and hope have guided his writing. I mean, obviously, we've seen it in, in all of the books. Mm -hmm. Every book that he writes has that um, reflection on faith and reflection on redemption. Redemption, and you know, and it's funny because I think even some of the most horrible characters that he's written 
And by horrible, I mean by their backgrounds and nastiness and whatever. A lot of them have, even in their own way, have found redemption uh, when, you know, at some point in their story. So right. I think that's important to point out that, you know, Simon has a redemption. Uh, right. Natalie... I think she probably still has to have hers yet, but I think she's still in process. Yeah, and as is um, Krista, but she's she's a lot closer to it than I think Natalie is at this point. Yeah, as Betty says, not Patsiani. <laughs> no, well, Patsiani. Uh, if you go and start reading the Florentine series, you'll find out about his what he uh, how he ended up dead. <laughs> yes, as Betty says. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, you know, it's 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 a reflection, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 Lori says I think it's wonderful that he steps out and shares these things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um yeah, he also, you know, this is something and I've mentioned this before if you go to his website, if you reflect if you look in the archives, he has written lots of uh reflections not just about theology and about faith and Mm -hmm. but you know on art and literature and Mm -hmm. music and Mm -hmm. all of these things that you know inspire him and and find its way into his writing so Mm -hmm. yeah and so uh said betty i love his demise (laughs) (laughs) my my fellow hibernian (laughs) kicks ass too (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) anyway that is for sure mm-hmm. so anyway so we're turning I think we're going to start um, since we did mention the trailer yeah so what did we all think of the trailer what did everyone think I saw when we mentioned it in the news we had a couple comments earlier on that and um, Ashley said Gabriel Rapture part 2 trailer wow Mm-hmm. And Betty, I noted it was nine minutes into the podcast before you made the Paul reference this mm-hmm. week. Um, Betty said, Paul made two cameos. I yes, know. I thought of you as soon as I saw his face. Uh-huh. And Lori did too. She said, I thought of you, Betty, when Paul appeared. It was a full screen just of Paul. Full close-up. It was. It was. And... Uh, I'm, you know, it, it was a perfect little snippet of a couple of things and, and from from the that part of the book. And I'm glad it didn't go further than it did, to be honest with you, because one of the things that, I, and I was discussing this yesterday a little bit with Kenzie, um, how, you know, like when, when with Gabriel's Inferno, I mean, you put all those snippets and trailers together and it was like you watched the whole movie just about. The whole gist mm-hmm. of the movie. And, you know, it's worth noting, as Kenzie pointed out to me, uh, that they, Passion Flicks at the time, because of the pandemic, which was had just had its, its second anniversary, um, you know, they didn't have anything else to really put out there. So that's understandable. But, you know, but I'm... I'm very glad. I loved it. And I'm, this part's going to kill me. Well, as um, Black Lab Lady said, that trailer, 
I was okay until the very last scene. Gabriel and his knees in the orchard where it all started. Good mm -hmm. Lord. And all the crying emojis going. Mm -hmm. uh, I know, I know. Um, Lori thought it was perfect. Betty noted her precious Paul. Mm -hmm. Ashley noted Gabriel punching the wall. Mm -hmm. Chills. I oh, know. I know. Good Lord, Julia Baruti brought the intensity. I... And, and let's not even go into Melanie's. Um, I mean, I I, I I say it every week. I am not going to make it through that movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that movie's going to take me out is how I say it. Because mm -hmm. um, that book, it's just going to be so intense. Well, well um, I, as I've said to SR in the past, when, when I've gone through rereads, you know, Gabriel Ra Gabriel's Rapture is the one that always... It's like, I don't want to read it, mm -hmm. but I have to, because obviously, you know, you need to the continuation of the story. And I said, only because of the part of the breakup mm -hmm. that always, that always killed me, always kills me. You know what though? I love reading the book. I love, I loved reading it because it, it's just written so beautifully. I, well, it but is. I feel but it, like I, it's, it's so, it's so angsty. Mm -hmm. I don't know though. Seeing it. I, oh, I just feel like it's going to evoke, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see how they film it, though, truly. And we got a glimpse of that in that trailer yesterday. Yeah, and, and we met, who, who, we met, was it, um, it wasn't. Uh, we who, met both of them. We yeah, met we the did. actor who played Dean Arias, and we met the actor who played Jeremy Martin. We yeah. met both no, of them. No, the uh, lawyer. Oh, John. Lawyer, John. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We met John and the, and Dean Arias and Dean Arias, yeah, in Boston. Yeah, they, they were, were lovely at, actors. Yeah, they were up at the uh, um, the uh, premiere, and I remember I said I can't wait to see your part. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, so. I think they also were really impressed with the Passion Flicks experience from an actor's perspective. They mm -hmm. said very good things about being on set about the, the environment that Tosca Musk creates mm -hmm. on, on set, um, pulling people together, having um, that dedication to storytelling. They really thought it was a great, they had a great experience and they, they were really impressed by the whole founding member phenomenon, mm -hmm. having um, fans come visit on set. They just, they thought it was really, really a unique um, experience. Absolutely. So, and I'm looking here, Ashley was saying, Belize, Belize. Yes, I loved, the, you know, seeing mm -hmm. that sunshine and thinking that that was the last, those were the last scenes they filmed of that shoot. I just was happy for them being able yes. to be to there. To be there and finish it a little bit late, but yeah, it's going to be good. So. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of chat. There's a lot of comments out yeah. here. So I, Anna's Anna's not. You know, she's like, uh, trailers are good, but she's over them. <laughs> Basically, she's ready. Yeah. Well, ready. I'm glad you're ready, Anna, because I am not ready. Mm -hmm. I I I am not ready for this film. <laughs> I'm just not. Um, Shell's saying I like that SR puts positivity and hope out there. I tried to do things as, what would SR say? But sometimes people or situations are dead to me once they cross a line. And I don't feel they can be redeemed or deserve a second chance. I, I like your honesty and 
on that point, Shell. Um, and that's okay. You know, it's, it, you have to be true to how you feel. Um, and I think that's, I think that's something that people struggle with all over. Mm -hmm. Um, I know Anna could say more on that point probably, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, no, I, it's, it, I, I love the, <laughs> what would SR say? <laughs> um, and Betty, nor arm flexing, no arm flexing, but it was good. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're talking about Paul again, I'm thinking, yes? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Now, Betty did say she was going to get in trouble for this one, but uh, uh, he says, uh, I'm kind of sad Sugar won't strut in his red Speedo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, not. <laughs> that is funny. And there's Dahlia. Hello, welcome. <laughs> Oh, Dolly is joining. It's so good to see you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the trailers, so let us know your thoughts. I'm reading Shell said the trailers are floating moments in time and leaves you wanting more. The ending broke me with Gabriel, she said. Mm -hmm. And Ashley noted, after the trial, poor Julia, feel the pain. Um, yes. I mean, Melanie's performance just in that, like, mm -hmm. five seconds, I'm just, I'm not going to be able to make it. Um, Ashley or I, Betty says I'm ready for the drama just not ready for Paul's love confession and Julia just crying <laughs> yeah Anna said I was good reading it after I had read the end and knew the outcome yes because mm -hmm. Anna always reads the end of the book first so she knows how it's going to go I love that and Betty said the Dean I hope he's ready for the many emotions he will evoke on the fans mm -hmm. also in the trailer was Soraya love her and Betty said and Dahlia said the trailer y'all amazing mm -hmm. so Anna I see you're going to be in my neck of the woods next weekend I am actually uh, two streets away from Belmont oh my gosh yeah oh and I she's still struggling with this that massive case, case that yeah. she talked about um, her case is really taking its toll. Mm -hmm. She's probably driving out towards Pam at Belmont next weekend Right. for the girl. Oh, I don't know. You guys maybe meet up at the Melrose. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that's a bit of a distance from there, but yeah, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we can find a place <laughs> if Anna's up for it. We can we can get together. But um, I'm I, sad I won't be in, in Pennsylvania or I'd, I'd drive over to try to yeah. tag in. Yes, because it's um, right, right off Monument Road, Monument Avenue, and I'm off Belmont Avenue, so. Oh, yeah. That yeah, is close. That is close. And, uh, Anna, just in case you need direction, get off at Belmont Avenue and just follow that down across City Line to the light at Ford Road. Make a left, and it's right at the end of the street. So, just it is literally in, in, Pam's in Pam's neighborhood. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be intense, though, and I'm sorry you're... I'm really sorry you're having to work through this case. Yeah. Um, I just hope that you'll be able to find resolution soon in order to help this girl. So, uh -huh. and at Wallingford, that's that's not far from me. So, uh, yeah, you know, but it's uh, close by. That's wow! Wow, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. SR fans coming together. I love it. I um, do too. 
You might need to bring the baked goods. That's all I'm saying, Anna. <laughs> From the Oakmont Bakery? <laughs> From Oakmont Bakery. <laughs> oh, gosh. I wish I was going to be in town. Um, mm. Anyway, yeah. Dolly was saying the trailer was amazing. Mm -hmm. I honestly wanted more scenes in it. I know it will be filled with heartbreaks and tears. We get to see so many characters play into this part. Cannot wait. Yeah, it really is a culmination. Uh, um, there was so much focus on Gabriel and Julia for so many scenes um, mm -hmm. up, up until this point. And this really is a time in the book where they all come together. They do. So they do. It's going to be... Oh, it's going to be pretty intense. I didn't get to watch the trailer until last night, and I, I decided I was going to do it right and put it on the big screen, pull mm -hmm. up YouTube mm -hmm. on the smart TV. Um, oh, I can't wait to just see those scenes in Belize. Um, oh, the happy scenes, of course. Um, I, I just and I, it struck me just how beautiful it, it. You know, it just reminded me of how beautifully filmed this series is um you know just the the pillows on the bed when they were laying there talking i mean they looked like they were on a cloud you know it's just mm -hmm. i love really, that i love that mm -hmm. you can almost feel how how comforting the vis and yeah the, vis and the visceral connection between the two mm -hmm. really really beautiful so you know i'm looking forward to it we will be talking about it with SR two weeks from today. We will be. Here in the chat room. Mm -hmm. um, yes, Dahlia. No, yes, exactly, Dahlia. It's artful, just the way SR wrote it. Mm -hmm. And Anna loved the cushy white bedding. I know. I just was like, I want to I climb into bed. <laughs> I want to <laughs> snuggle in there. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I would so like that too. And even just, just for the sake of just snuggling up in the bed on a day like tonight. <laughs> right, right, right. Not, not with them. They can, they can be on their side. I yeah, just snuggle in whatever, on the corner yeah. and I'll read my book. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> while they, while they, well, they stare into each other's eyes and chat. Mm -hmm. Um, no, it's, it's, it's going to be great. And I highly recommend if you haven't seen the trailer to check it out. That's oh, right. and yes, Betty, we were, we'd be remiss without mentioning that we are going to see the neighbor in and all his French, French Canadian, Canadian glory. And by the way, SR is online and I said, I, I wished everybody told them, everybody said hello. He says, hello, everyone. And thank you. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> and uh, Dahlia, I will take that Egyptian cotton bedding. <laughs> Yes, please, Dahlia. Uh, and Anna's like, climb into bed with Gabriel. <laughs> well, speaking yes. of which, I got my M-gasm mug this week, and I did not get Gabriel. I just got the M-gasm. <laughs> <laughs> well, and yes, and apparently those are... Um, limited edition. Limited editions. edition. So I don't know. I haven't bought one. I'm, I'm not one to, to buy all the stuff, right? Because I have too much stuff. But that's kind of a funny mug. Uh, the other one was too, though. Yeah. But oh yeah. The the angel. Kind of classic. The angel fucker. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Um, and yes, Dahlia, they've got the best in here, and the cotton sheets definitely. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So we're going to turn now uh, to Miss Acacia. Um, I mean, after all, her birthday is coming up this week. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, Betty had one more thought before. Of course. <laughs> Dahlia's being questioned by her kids. <laughs> Sorry, Dahlia. <laughs> Just tell them. Tell them you're participating in a podcast. <laughs> it's not that kind of podcast, though. It's about a book. <laughs> um, Betty was wondering if they would show Julia sleeping in Paul's bed. I don't know. I'm curious. You know, That'd there were a lot of scenes they did not include. And I'm glad because I want to, you know, I don't want them to give the movie away. Mm -hmm. um, that'll be one to see. Also, the French-Canadian neighbor. Mm -hmm. And and for me, I, I think the ones I'm most looking for, well, I'm, there's so many, but the Assisi scenes are going to be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Dahlia's leaving at PJ. <laughs> <laughs> as much as she can. <laughs> well, it's funny because we're, we're transitioning over when we were talking about books and Dahlia earlier before you joined... Um, I think I think it may have been before <laughs> Shell joined too. We did talk, <laughs> Betty, kid, mommy, what's an amgasm? Uh, <laughs> Betty, that's funny. Um, before you joined, we were talking about the read along. SR um, is uh, kind of in the midst of with the book um, "Surprised by Hope" by N.T. Wright, and mm -hmm. we have the link earlier in the chat box, but I'm going to recopy it and put it in lower down here. So we were talking about books and reading books. And one of the things Betty noted is she's actually in a reread of um, The Man in the Black Suit. Mm -hmm. And she said she just got past the, the table scene. <laughs> Which, Which is, was yeah, an that, epic Hallmark scene. Absolutely. At, Bring on passion flicks, please. Mm -hmm. I would love to see that filmed. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. The whole book. It's a good thriller. I mean, I don't think she has many thrillers stationed set up for her movie productions. Mm hmm. So. Well, you know, The Protector. It reminds me of The Protector. It reminds me a little of A Brother's Honor. Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of if weaving in that that crime mystery mm -hmm. um, element to the genre. Um, True. So, you know, I think I think that would be a really good thing. And I just, again, we started by saying we're celebrating Acacia's birthday today. Mm -hmm. Um and, you know, one of her, one of the things we love is, is that character and her strength. Um, and that it really would be an opportunity to showcase, you know, another strong woman character. Absolutely. Because she, um, she, she does have a very strong background as far as, as, you know, it's not being so protective of those she cares about so much and... You know, the Brazil. She's she's the Brazilian karate queen. Exactly. And exactly, uh, jujitsu. Mm -hmm. And and you know what? With everything that she's gone through in her lifetime, the you know, 
you could either become very strong or you could really repress all that. And she has not. Yes. Yes. And, and we, you know, I'm curious and I'd like you guys to share some of your thoughts about what your favorite attributes are, what you most like and admire about Acacia. Um, and then we'll share, we ask those questions of SR and then we'll share what he said too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I can tell you that, you know, in addition to her strength, one of the things that immediately grabbed my attention when reading the man in the black suit was just the fact I just love the setting. I love the fact that, um, Acacia was a concierge like mm -hmm. that made her so fascinating to me. Also at the time I was working at a hotel so it really resonated with me, the feel, the pace, the 24-7, always on service, mm -hmm. always providing um, anticipatory service, um, helping everybody, every guest, and having to maintain that level of um, welcomeness, you know, welcoming. Uh, and I just, I thought that was interesting, the fact that she had um, such an, uh, a, a background in art and art history. Mm -hmm. Well, she did go to the Sorbonne. Um, and she went to the Sorbonne. And she lived in Paris. I mean, mm -hmm. all of these types of things, even before we got to really know her character and really identify with mm -hmm. her, her strength and her, her bravery and her, um, her kindness. And, um, you yeah. know, that's, you know I, I just was, I was immediately struck by, by the character. I, I, I just really enjoyed her. What about you, Pam? Well, I love that her cat is named Monet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> After Monet, you know. That was very cool. Yeah, and the fact she even had the cat was, was fun. Oh, yeah. Considering I have a house of crazy pets like this morning, I came down downstairs and my, my brother-in-law's sister staying with us this weekend. And so she came down and, and put on some cartoons. And uh, Pumpkin. My orange cat got a mouse. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. A and she's walking and not got it in the house. So thank God mm -hmm. she got it in the house. But um, as opposed to bringing it into the house, which she has done as well. Um, and I'm, I'm like trying to, trying to get her outside with it and not upset Mary. Oh my gosh, Pam. Oh, and of course she didn't get it outside and it ended up going underneath the radiator and I guess down the pipe back and into the basement mm -hmm. or wherever it came from. So it's, Pumpkin has now lost one mouse <laughs> in her entire time. She's a good <clears throat> mouser. So anyway, so that I love the fact that she had that so, uh, adventures with animals <laughs> and, you know, her, she's just, she's, a, she's very protective. And that's what I love about her. She's, she's so protective of Nicholas. Yes. And they, their connection got off to a bit of a rocky start <laughs> to say the least. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's, she's, and they, they've turned it around, which I think is fascinating and, and yeah. good the way they've done that. So I, and, and I've seen Betty noted, I love that she's smart. 
-hmm. And she also, Betty notes, she loves that Acacia speaks many languages. Yeah, I, that all, always attracts me. Mm -hmm. You know, the more languages, the better. I just think it's wonderful. Um, and Black Lab Lady noted, I love that Acacia has turned the pain in her former life into positivity and kindness to others. Maybe a bit like Julia. I, I think, yes. You know, and I think that's kind of a theme. Again, that's, it's one of these types of themes you see SR write about. Yeah, because I know when he, I remember we were discussing uh, Julia with him at one time. And, you know, he based a lot of Julia's character on St. Francis of Assisi. Mm -hmm. So I can see where, you know, I can see where he would bring that into a lot of the women he writes mm -hmm. because of, of who they are and their characters and whether it be Julia or Acacia, you know, you can, you can just sort of tell. And I wonder what it's going to be like with the new character. I know. I'm, I'm really curious. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I cannot wait. To, to, to meet this new these new characters in the book that he's writing mm -hmm. um, I'm very excited about that you know Ashley I'm seeing Ashley said I love that Akasi is world rounded and strong um, definitely I mm -hmm. think that you know I, I also like the fact that he wrote a character that was um, not Christian mm -hmm. you know I, I like the fact that she um, held her faith closely to her and um, her her Muslim name is um, I think it's uh, Haza Humi Hum Hanin. Hanin. I I I like the fact that she's always had that as yes. her, or even though she's in hiding. Um, Dahlia said, and it's the three quarter time show. I can't yes. believe it's that time already. Um, we have a lot more to get through. Um, <laughs> Dahlia is saying, I agree with you, Leslie. The common line with all of SR's heroines is they are strong survivors. I have mm -hmm. so much respect for those who go through hard times and fight their way through it. Mm -hmm. Their strength is core deep and to that limitless kindness and vulnerability. It's very attractive and real. You could mm -hmm. easily relate to them. Mm -hmm. Very true, Dahlia. And Betty said, I love that Acacia could defend herself from her attacker, her attackers. She's no damsel in distress. Yes. No, she's not. Yes, that's that goes to Betty's earlier comment about Acacia Kickass Santos. Mm -hmm. um, truly, truly, um, someone who knows how to handle herself. Yeah, um, you know, and and has that confidence. Absolutely. You know, that's the difference uh, between her and Julia. Um, although Julie is growing into confidence, right? I mean, mm -hmm. when you first meet them, uh, she's you a, be struck by the fact that Acacia is confident. And I, and, and to be very honest with you, to live in a foreign country uh, and go to school in a foreign country the way she did, mm -hmm. and with being a concierge, you can see where that would all play into it. Right. Her independence, her confidence, because... You can't really you can't really go out and be a, a great concierge to somebody without having a lot of confidence in what you're doing. That's true. That's and, very. And you know the the fact that she's learned so much about art that she can confront Nicholas in the beginning mm -hmm. from the beginning of the book was like she thought that it was a stolen painting. 
I know. And I love the fact that she was, you know, kind of being the uh, investigator, mm -hmm. trying to figure out if this indeed was a theft and then how to report it. Um, mm -hmm. Just shows her integrity, too. Absolutely. So she has, she's no, she is no damsel in distress. So when, when you asked uh, SR about Acacia's birthday, uh, mm -hmm. what attributes do you most like admire about her? He responded that Acacia is very brave, but also very compassionate. Uh, she's a tribute to Brazilian readers uh, because of the number of Brazilian readers SR has. He felt that writing a, a character from Brazil would, would honor them. And right. he wanted Acacia to re represent the way in which newcomers comers to a country contribute to that new country. But I also didn't want to overlook the challenges and sadly the prejudices newcomers sometimes face. And her character qualities are very admirable, admirable which they captured Nicholas's attention almost from the first moment. And and that I, I put the question in there because we kind of asked, I, I, you know, I always bombard SR with a ton of questions. Um, and not only about the attributes, but, you know, any challenges writing her or what mm -hmm. inspired her. So, you know, I, I, I remember at the time, too, you know, he definitely what he wanted to tribute, um, you know, to the Brazilian readers mm -hmm. um, because uh, he had from the beginning, he's had a very strong uh, following from the Brazilian readers worldwide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But. I know at the time he had a lot, there was a lot on his mind regarding. Um, I, I, I think it was a lot to do with the Syrian refugee the crisis. Syrian refugees, right. I was just going to say, I think it was the Syrian refugees. And I think this resonates now, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, millions of Certainly people fleeing war, um, be it in the Ukraine or in Ethiopia. Um, there are wars raging and there are, are people that are fleeing their countries mm -hmm. and, you know, Yemen, Saudi Arabia, all over. facing, right, facing all of these new things. And one of the one of them is really being challenged, uh, having the challenge of prejudice or the challenge mm -hmm. of not being welcome. Uh, and he really was kind of exploring that theme quite a bit in the man in the black suit. I, I remember specifically he, we were there was a lot of chat on Twitter about, about that. Because uh, it was really I, pressing on his mind. And I think it also had something to do with the, the TFG's policies towards the um, people coming in from Latin America as right. well. Because that, the, that prejudice was very real. And right. still is very real. Right. So, so it's it's something to, you know, SR always shines a light on issues and in a way of not being an advocate as much as really just lighting the issue and making you reflect and think about mm -hmm. the issue. Um, and I think, you know, he always shows the humanity in every situation and this was no different and what Acacia was facing mm -hmm. you know even in that in her role as concierge when she was dealing with a very rude guest mm -hmm. uh, he was very dismissive of her because she was not French mm -hmm. um, yeah it, it you know it does kind of signify and 
display, you know, that scenario. And that also, though, gives mm -hmm. him a chance to write that strength and that uh, brilliance and character um, to not be dissuaded. Because mm -hmm. I think the other thing that Acacia has that we haven't mentioned is tenacity. Oh, absolutely. She is going after what she wants and she's committed to to doing what she wants. doing it mm -hmm. right she has a lot of intention and you know you need to have all those attributes that he wrote about in order to to make it happen so absolutely yeah again one of the one of my favorite characters mm -hmm. um truly and uh i really would love to see it on film be it passion flicks or if another platform would pick it up, but I, I just think Passion Flicks, it would be a great yeah, because, Absolutely, because Passion Flicks would be the ones that would be able to uh, write They the, would make it true. Yeah. Would. I, I, would, I would want that to be just true to the book in mm -hmm. every sense of the meaning, and mm -hmm. I'd really want to volunteer to do whatever I needed to do to be on set when they filmed in Santorini. <laughs> you and me both. Dahab <laughs> <laughs> too. I mean, one of the, you know, moving on from that, um, Acacia's birthday is St. Patrick's Day. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did ask SR about St. Patrick's Day. Um, and asked enjoyed. SR if there mm -hmm. were any specific traditions he enjoys on March 17th. And he said, I celebrate St. Patrick's Day everywhere. It's common in Canada for pubs and restaurants to celebrate it by playing Irish music and featuring mm -hmm. Irish food. And St. Patrick himself was a really interesting person. He so was. So that, that definitely led us into a little delving into his, his background. the saint himself, because you know SR and his research. We try to honor that on this show. Um, so Pan did some digging. I did some digging. St. Patrick. And, uh, well, you know, he was basically, when he was about the age of 16, he grew up in Roman Britain. Uh, some mm -hmm. part of Great Britain was uh, attached to the Roman Empire. And he happened to be kidnapped at that age, about 16, and taken by some Irish marauders, even though I doubt that there's many Irish marauders, but that's another story. Um, he was taken to Ireland and became a slave uh, for a this group of her uh, from our Irish raiders, and as a slave, he was considered a herdsman, and he was taken care. One of the great things about Ireland is that they have many, many sheep. Mm. They also have a lot of cows. How they make all the sweaters, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they also have a lot of cows. Mm -hmm. Irish. I butter. never knew he was kidnapped. I, this was yeah, actually he I was never kidnapped. heard this part. I I was amazed when I read this. Um, and, you know, being a herdsman, you're out in these fields a lot, alone. And he, it was during this time he started turning to his faith to help getting him through what the, the ordeal that he was going through. And when, about six years after his, he was kidnapped, um, he had this dream that there would be this ship that would come to them. And it he would be able to get the ship and go back to where he was from, he, which he did. And he escaped 
leaving the Raiders, the Irish Raiders, behind. He uh, was on this ship. He was able to reconnect with his family, and he also spent some time on the continent of, of Europe as opposed to just being in uh, England. And he, from there, is when he became a priest and really worked in, in his religion and reconnected with his family. So one of the things that um, he uh, was dreaming about was he was getting these visions, like these Irish voices that were calling him to come back to um, come back to Ireland. And there was a, a, he was reading a passage from a, a book by Victoria Victorious that uh, was called the basically called the voice of the Irish and as he read it he he really felt that he should go back which is what he did um, he the Irish people just embraced him and and his his purpose of religion and why he was there basically he was a missionary like many missionaries who were taking people from another faith into their faith uh, and one of the Irish chieftains were because there were I think there are five areas in Ireland where each had their own chieftain or king and they all got together with him to discuss because I, I guess they were we were a little weary of him and when he, for example, when he was explaining the Trinity, rather than say, you know, as, as many of us have learned in our, in our religious classes of Christian faith that, you know, you got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and this is what it is. And he took a, a shamrock, and this was one of the reasons why the shamrock is connected with him, is because there are three leaves to a shamrock. And there's the Father, which is the head, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, which are the other two petals of the shamrock. And that's how he started explaining and working in religion. He went around, um, a lot of people like to say that he uh, uh, brought Christianity to the whole of Ireland, but there were other Irish um, abbots there that were bringing Christianity, but he's credited with the most of it. He did a lot in the west of Ireland and also the north of Ireland. Um, there are a lot of cathedrals in Ireland connected to him. And one of the neat things he did was after he after he would be in an area for a certain amount of time, he would create these churches or abbots as they were called then, with and he would have twelve uh, followers that mm. would become priests, and then would go on to a next another area. Uh, so it it just a correlation of the twelve disciples and the the feeling that the, that he would bring to the areas. Um, he, and what we do is we celebrate actually not his birth date, March 17th, but his death date, March 17th. And, uh, so which I find is interesting too. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, on the more, uh, non-religious side of Patrick, uh, one of the things that, and Jamie Dornan brought this out on Jimmy Kimmel Live, I think last week or the week before, um, we, we celebrate St. Patrick's Day and there are a lot of people that say happy St. Patty's Day and P-A-T-T-Y and it should never be a T-T it should be a D-D because right. the Gaelic version of Patrick is Padraig and it's spelled P-A-D-R-A-I-G 
And I'll put uh, that in the chat box because I thought this is another thing that I learned. And I actually learned that from Katrina Balfe's interview mm -hmm. um, when she was on one of the talk shows and she was with Jimmy Kimmel, I believe. Mm -hmm. And she was saying, it's not patty, it's patty. Mm -hmm. I never knew that. Mm -hmm. Ever, ever, ever. So, and it, yeah. it's it's a it's a common thing. But the other thing, you know, the, the the other thing about the celebrations, you know, it's more a lot of it's celebrating the Irish heritage these days. I mean, in Ireland, when they first started celebrating, it was a religious holiday. Mm -hmm. Pubs were closed. You went to mass, and you celebrated with your family, basically. Um, but because the Irish spread themselves out through different ways you find oh, celebrations all over the place now they're they're in new zealand the auckland has a big parade and you know australia perth western australia um where kaz lives they have the biggest celebration in australia for saint patrick's day and it lasts a week Oh my gosh, that would be fun. Uh -huh. And and happy belated birthday to Kez, I think it's yesterday. Yes, yes. Day uh -huh. before, actually, because they're mm -hmm. ahead of us. Um, and then, you know, they have Sydney has a big parade and everything. Canada had their first St. Patrick's Day celebration in Montreal. And that was in 1824. So they had a parade mm. and celebrated. Uh, St. Augustine, Florida was the very first St. Patrick's celebration with parade in the United States. And that was in 1601. Which is remarkable. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the first big St. Patrick's Day parade that everybody was aware of was New York City. And that was in 1762. And if you've ever had, if you ever get a chance to go to a St. Patrick's Day parade in New York City, do it. <laughs> do it. It is the it, it is such an all encompassing day, celebrating the firemen, the policemen, all the different counties, um, the uh, kids, the Catholic school kids in New York City because the parade is always held on St. Patrick's Day. Get the day off from school. They get to march with their schools through the streets. Um, I I've been to a, a couple of them. Um, the one I remembered most profoundly was I had been, I was actually dating a police detective from Westchester <laughs> County, New York. I just, that makes me laugh every time. I, yeah, it makes a lot of people <laughs> laugh. Um, and um, we met, we, we got, we left and went to an eight o'clock mass at St. Patrick's in New York City. And then went down to where they formed to go to, for the parade because the parade, is basically blessed by the Archbishop or Cardinal of New York at the time, whoever it may be mm. at the time. And, uh, you know, you, you march through. And, I mean, there, there's some bands, of course. You've got the um, pipes and drums and, and what have you. Uh, some of them are just walking along with their flags from their county or whatever. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. And then, of course, there's always the pub crawl, that goes along with it and you you're hitting all these different Irish pubs all along the on the walkway um you know so that that make you know that made that was an interesting one that also started with what we called the LBJ breakfast because we met at this little um luncheonette basically uh, a guy by the name of 
John that owned it, and it is, the place was called the Lunchbox, hence the initials LBJ. Um, <laughs> and it. you started with the uh, red, white, and blue can with start the Budweiser that was the orange juice of choice for the morning, and then had the breakfast in the middle of the way. But it's it was a lot of fun, and and if you're not into the pub crawl and everything, it's just fun to be around a lot of crazy Irishmen. <laughs> well, and I think you find that in all of the different things. And I'm I'm laughing. Elena had noted. I feel another chapter coming on the very interesting life of Pam. <laughs> and you were so right. You were so right. Um, one thing, Pam and Betty said, Pam, you have so many interesting stories. I think though it really was demonstrative, demonstrative though. Um, you know that cat. Your experience just captures the feel of the celebrations around uh, St. Patrick's mm -hmm. Day. And um, in fact, you found a great link. I think I'm going to put that in the chat about um, where celebrations occur, a little bit about some of the worldwide ones. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's fun. I mean, they have parades in Tokyo, Dubai. I mean, they're all over the place. Mm -hmm. A lot in the Caribbean. Yes, There's very much so. Massive uh, Caribbean. Um, well, and, and I think that's because a lot of the sailors on the ships that came from um, Great Britain and are, there were a lot of Irish sailors on them. Yeah, there were a lot of Irish indentured servants, which brought a lot of the very early Irish into the United States. Right, um, and then of course you also have the famine Irish. That came right. in in the after the after the the big potato famine, and that mm -hmm. that that's a whole different section. I mean, it's from those famine Irish that the Americans have adopted the the tradition of corned beef and cabbage, right? For, for and that is a strictly American strictly Irish American. tradition, not from Ireland but from the Irish Americans. And um, it's because you had a, you could find a cheap piece of meat which was mm -hmm. the, basically a brisket. And you could get the, you know, potatoes. Potatoes they do have in Ireland, and they did have quite a few of, of, before the famine. Mm -hmm. And that's what they basically, the Irish lived on. And then um, you did, everybody had cabbages. So you, it's a New England boiled dinner, basically. Yep. So, it's delicious. I know no, you don't not. like, no, I, it's not. <laughs> Pam doesn't like corned beef. I love it. I don't. I, like, I, I like I like Jewish corned beef on a on rye bread with a little Russian dressing and some coleslaw. Mm, but you don't want cor yeah, corned beef and cabbage, and yet you don't like a Reuben because you don't like sauerkraut. I no, I don't like sauerkraut <laughs> at all, or cabbage for that matter, unless it's made into coleslaw, and then it's raw, so it's different. Yeah, I love I love <laughs> looking though at this link. Definitely check out this Irish Central um, link I put in because it's so fun. They had the West Indies. Um, Buenos Aires uh, apparently mm -hmm. has a huge mm -hmm. population. I know in the U.S. also one of the big celebrations is in Savannah. Yes. And and you don't really think about and New Southern, Orleans too. Southern. Right. Well, New Orleans celebrates everything all the time. Well, they do. But I mean, yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of the aside from the indentured servants, a lot of Irish emigrated into New Orleans. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it was it was cheap labor for them. So oh, it's just it's a really mm -hmm. 
It's now, a fun but here's celebration. the fun part. The very, very first St. Patrick's Day parade in Ireland didn't happen until 1903, and it was in the town of Waterford. Ah, yes. Where they create the crystal, Waterford crystal, which I, I do have my love. Um, yeah, I love I, the fact know, that it was after a lot of the other places. But absolutely, it makes sense though, because if you are um, living outside of your homeland, you find ways to celebrate and reinforce the traditions and culture. So that makes sense to me mm -hmm. that people would celebrate and want to have a parade honoring, you know, their their heritage. Mm -hmm. um, Flora's saying, "Hey, ladies, made it. Anyone been to Chicago for Patty's Day?" I hear the Charles River turns green and they go all out. Yes, and Chicago, I, I um, they, they I have not they been. I was it. not there. Um, we, I was talking to a colleague about that yesterday, who is based in Chicago, and she's super excited about St. Patrick's Day. Like she's already, she's already talking about it, and she said, "Oh my gosh, the river's green. Um, it's so much fun. Everybody, it's like so." days of celebration there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Betty says, I remember walking by a pub on St. Patrick's Day around 7 a.m. and a few cops and firefighters were coming out a little tipsy and super happy. Absolutely. Betty, I, that, Betty I think that was a requirement for a lot of them. Mm -hmm. A lot of them. And, you know, the, the Bronx was always a very big uh, Irish, had a very big Irish settlement. Yes. Dahlia yeah. said she thinks she witnessed St. Patrick's Day back in London. Mm. Uh, it was a great day. That would be an interesting time. A lot of green. Yep. She said there were so many people wearing green, marching the streets of London, singing, being tipsy, and having fun. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Boston, of course, would be. Um, Boston's a huge one. Uh, uh, I know Newport, Rhode Island's doing it. I, I keep getting, I, I signed up for some texts. Um, I follow some of the Newport news feeds because I have a friend. My friend uh, has a property up in Rhode Island, and I like to see what's going on there. And they have apparently a really big St. Patrick's Day presence. So, yeah, our St. Patrick's Day parade is actually tomorrow. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, I think and, and uh, a my lot dad, of them are. My dad took us, my sister and I, to their parade once in a while when we were younger. Mostly, we stayed at home. My mom, God rest her, she was a great one for celebrating every holiday there was. <laughs> you know, I can obviously, see that. <laughs> obviously, New Year's Day, um, but Groundhog Day, we got hankies mm -hmm. because right in the middle of flu season, so you'd always need a hanky. <laughs> um, uh, Washington's birthday, we got a, we always got a hatchet with cherry candies in it, even though George Washington really never chopped down a cherry tree. That's the, the, the fable and myth. So she always got us that. Um, Lincoln's birthday, we always got a licorice pipe um, or like little log cabins stuff. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. And St. Patrick's Day, mom turned every dish we had green with food coloring. Um, and she she didn't make a lot, I'll be honest with you, she didn't make a lot of corned beef and cabbage, although she loved it. And then um, Easter, of course, we always had, there's this candy store in Philadelphia called Shane's, and it's 150 years old. And oh. we always got a Shane's Easter egg every Easter with our name on it. Um, 
and my little Isabella even had one. It was her first one. Oh. And then, uh, you know, we, we always had the flags out for Memorial Day and Labor Day, Fourth of July. There was always something going on. But all these, my mother was, like I said, she liked to celebrate all these little different holidays. Well, I think that's sweet. I think, you know, it goes towards that, you know, finding little spots of uh, sunshine, right? Mm-hmm. In your everyday. And I, I, I love that. We always I, got, I, and, and the one thing we, she always used to give us was clay pipes. Mm-hmm. And oh. a, the Irish clay pipe. I, I could, I could see, I could see that. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking, um, Anna's saying my mom always made elaborate treats for every holiday, mm-hmm. which I think is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And Lori, her Lori has a birthday after. coming up because her birthday is the day after. So in her party days, midnight turned into Lori's day with her friends. <laughs> no, I, and I have a good friend from Pearl River, New York, who, um, birthday is also the day after, um, St. Patrick's Day. And Pearl River, New York always has a very huge, I think it's the second largest St. Patrick's Day parade in New York. And oh, wow. Pearl River is this little town in, in uh, Rockland County, New York. It's right on the New Jersey border. And uh, I there, I think there are more Irish in, in Pearl River than there are anybody else in Pearl River. Because um, it, it's just... The town goes absolutely crazy with this parade, and and uh, I can remember when when my husband and I were in Ireland. I, being very vain at the time, <clears throat> had gotten a pedicure or manicure before I went to Ireland, and then carrying bags and everything through airports, I chipped the nail polish. So, at the hotel that we were staying in, it was the Drummolan Castle. My I I went to the concierge. See. Cassia and <laughs> um, asked to get a manicure. You know, if there was a place I could get a manicure in town, and they said, "Well, we can have someone come in." I'm like, "Okay, great." And this woman came in. She did my nails, and we're talking, talking. Here, she had just gotten back from her honeymoon from Pearl River, New York. <laughs> oh my gosh! It was funny. See it that? Was funny. Those are the things that it's a small, small world. Yes. You know, when you are halfway around the globe and you run into someone who is in your neighborhood mm-hmm. or I, I ran into someone in Egypt, true story, um, who was from not more than maybe three miles from my house. Mm-hmm. And I was, it was not even in Cairo where you would expect more cosmopolitan. It was in one of the more uh, touristy areas. Mm-hmm. It's probably in Luxor if I recall. Um, yeah, it was crazy, but it, yeah. it just kind of shows our. Oh, and Anna's saying Pittsburgh's parade is today, today. in the snow. Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just shows we all have that good connection. Um, there was a nice p- point. Um, Flora noted her mom did all the same. She found the joy in all the holidays. Always brought us little treats and knickknacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Lori noted um, those types of things that it, in, it is important. You know, that tradition is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I know Anna, we had talked about her mom making elaborate treats as well. Um, it just makes things special. And I think that's a lovely way. Um, and 
you know, everybody's giving Lori early birthday wishes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Enjoy your birthday month. I, I always say you, you can celebrate your birthday for not just the day, but for the month. So happy birthday in advance, Lori. Absolutely. Hoping you have a wonderful year ahead of you. Um, that'll be great. And speaking of wonderful times, mm -hmm. next week we will be into chapter 51, I believe. Yes. Of Gabriel's uh, promise. We We're will. going to have a little more, a little more Gabriel and Julia before we get into the big, uh, the big movie discussion with SR on March 20. And it will be, Six. and it'll be Christmas in Salem's Grove. Yes. <laughs> get out. Get, get out, out the, get out the, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, so anyway, but yeah, so it's, it's, that's, you know, the good part of the holiday. There's some bad sides. I mean, I really get angry with the, the drunken beer t-shirts and that kind of stuff for St. Patrick's Day. Cause that's just. Sadly, the Irish have this this reputation of being drunks, and it doesn't matter who you are as long as you have an Irish name, you're drunk. And yeah, it, that's it's not, not always the way it is. There are it's a lot of Irish, not the way. Yeah, mostly the non-Irish that are the drunkards, <laughs> actually at the parade because that's what they think they got to do. Right. They're, they well, drink. I'm not going to say they don't, but they're not. <laughs> in my experience it's mostly the non-irish that get crazier than the irish so yes anyway anyway so next week we'll be doing chapter 51 and ashley we hope you have a great day too and you know sr didn't answer that question of what nicholas may have given to acacia for her birthday i'm sure it was but I'm sure that there's an outtake in his blog site that will talk about her birthday. One of his birthday Or his birthday, outtakes one of the others, yes. Is really lovely. There's one where I think they were in Paris. Mm -hmm. in, in the snow. The snow. Mm. Which is a beautiful outtake, so. Anyway. And Dahlia, we are happy you joined us, too. Absolutely. You were truly missed, Dahlia. Um, and she's uh, heading out with the the kids have a sure. safe and lovely weekend and thank you Lori for your uh, kindness um, and wishing you safe travels as well as I fly to Orlando on Monday yes. for a conference for work not for fun but for work but it'll be fun too so I'm wishing everybody ahead of time a happy St. Patrick's Day and a happy birthday to Acacia and I think that the the Pogues would be an official, an official outgoing of uh, for St. Patrick's Day. And of it's course. A fiesta. It's a fiesta. <laughs> so enjoy everyone and have a great week.